If you're the kind of dad who tells your kids to always be closing their sock drawer, the dishwasher, and their mouths when they get a little disrespectful, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating dad, wherever dad may be, whatever dad may do. Welcome to season number eight, episode number nine, calling this one Better Dads and Gardens. Why? Because we have good friend and top realtor in North Jersey, as well as a sponsor, Don Karen, on the program today. He's going to talk all about the real estate market, especially with interest rates being up. He's going to talk about his dad life and so much more. That's coming on a little later in the program. Hey, my name is Adam D. Right now, it is my great pleasure to introduce my good friend and podcasting partner. He's always a sure thing on any market, real estate or otherwise. He is Coach Randy. Hello, Coach. Hello, Adam D. How are you? What a great week. So much to catch up on. So much to talk about. I mean, it's just been yeah, we're in November, Teachers Convention here in in, in, in New Jersey. I'm excited to uh, let our listeners hear about what a great week it's been and all the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, so I know we're going to be talking about our daughters specifically in just a bit. So your yeah. second oldest, right? And, you know, a, a, after you've gotten the uh, the reboot. It's actually, we, we call it my moldest. Your right? moldest, my, your middle my, oldest, my, my right? Middle oldest, yes. Right, yes. your middle oldest daughter and, of course, my oldest daughter. I don't know if you hear, but they're conspiring to do a bad to the dad takeover. Did they tell you about that? Yes, they they have told me, and they want to do uh, almost like a, a a mockumentary of bad to the dad. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we, we'll see if we can take that emotionally, but maybe that'll be a bonus episode I for when we you, finish this season. What do you think? I got to tell you, between the two of them, I bet you would be hysterical. I'd pay money to listen to that. I would. I'd actually pay. For a membership fee, just so I could listen. To- <laughs> well, I did tell Perry, my daughter, I said, if you're going to go on yes. and do a takeover episode, it can't be some crap where you and Michaela just come on and giggle and talk about stupid stuff. Like yeah, I said, no, I said there has to be structure. Hey, we we are professional podcasters now. We are professionals. Uh, we are the uh, number one uh, podcast for dads in the world, as far as we know, and it has to live up to that expectation. The people of Luxembourg don't want to hear crap. They want to hear a well-structured, organized, well-thought-out podcast episode. And it's got to be, if you're the kind of dad, an intro, they have to have a guest. Uh, they, 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 the, I got to tell you, I wear a size nine. Pretty big shoes to fill for a, for a junior in high school. Indeed. Indeed. And we're not talking about house slippers here. <laughs> so, yes, they have been, uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, I... I would definitely pay for that. I think they would have so much fun. I'm willing to work on it over the uh, the uh, the break in our season. We can't wait. So that'll come up after episode 10, which will drop next week. Guest coming. Keep an eye on social media. But bad to the daughter? Question mark is probably Ooh. what's coming soon. That could be it. That could be the one. Yeah. So good stuff. So as I said, we're talking about our daughters. First, I need to talk about T-shirts, Coach, because I have a T-shirt problem. Uh-oh. In that um, I've got 99 T-shirts, so a lack of T-shirts is not 
not one of those problems. Yeah, you actually took the time to count the number of t-shirts you no, have? No, no, it's not 99. Of course, that's that's a play on the, I got 99 yeah. problems and t-shirts ain't one of them. But I got, I got so many t-shirts and I was going through my drawers this afternoon and I'm like, yeah, I got a lot. I know I don't wear them all, but I don't want to like get rid of. I know you can get you have that problem. You're like, I know one day I'm going to need this shirt, even though I never wear it. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Plus, you have shirts that are like, for me, I have that shirt that's like 20 years old that I've had forever that I don't, I've never really worn in the past 10, 15 years. But there's such an emotional attachment to it. You know, I, I just cannot seem to get want to get rid of it. It just wouldn't be right. It would just be abandoning them in this moment of need. It's like that 5K you ran where you ran at your best time, like yeah. you know, under 27 minutes. For me, that's a good time. And it was like from 2001. But I'm like, this commemorates that. It's like when I was in good shape, when I had at least a two-pack. Not well, two-pack, but a two-pack. And I and I, you know, I, I could run these things regularly. Well, And I have a T-shirt uh, from Sushi Blues. I, it's a, mm -hmm. We got it on the very first night uh, of our honeymoon, right? The very first night. So it's over 20 years old. Uh, it's my favorite T-shirt, but it has holes in all the right places. And, you know, I would wear it out <laughs> because because I'm a dad and I'd be proud of it. But it has holes on the armpit. It's in the back of the neck. You know, it's a little bit on the shoulder. But but I'm not I'm not giving it up. It's not going anywhere. It's just and and you cannot replace a T-shirt like that. And I don't know why. I don't know why we have such an affinity for hoarding these old T-shirts. It's not like there are dogs. It's not like there are children. It's not like this is an heirloom passed down. From generation to generation it's a freaking t-shirt that we've been sweating and and toiling in for for years and years and years but i guess because they represent certain moments and memories well, we're hanging on they each represent a story in our lives that we're just not quite willing to part with and they, and what ends up happening and especially if you kind of wear it over and over again it's like oh yeah this is the t-shirt like i do a lot of speaking a lot of schools and i'm always getting i'm always getting stuff lots of t-shirts oh, yeah. So this teacher's from th this teacher's from this school. That's from this presentation. I have a Natick from Natick High School uh, where Doug Flutie went to. So I have yeah. all the different T-shirts that, and it's sometimes like I'm a, I'm I'm out there in the world and I'm wearing it. Like, oh, you're from this town? No, no, I did some consulting work with them, which serves as a great opportunity to present to them what I do for a living. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh huh. You uh, gave yourself a uh, a shameless plug. Absolutely, I always do. You should sponsor Bad to the Dead. I think it would be a great fit. But, you Coach, you're right. I'm going to all these conferences and conventions, and what do they have? The vendor room. And the yep. vendors are giving away T-shirts. And it's not like I love the vendors or I love the logo, but yep. I do like the material. Now all of these oh, vendors the, the are fit, doing that soft fit. cotton or yes, the dry okay. fit. Yeah, oh, it is so comfortable. I mean, I don't when I, when I go to stores, I touch it. If they don't have that soft dry fit, I'm done. I'm not wasting my money on them. It's not going to happen. I love I love walking around town and people go, oh, Oasis.ai. What is that? No idea. But would you <laughs> feel this material? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. As you're talking about this. As you know, this past week was Teachers Convention. Yeah. Here in New Jersey. And for those of our listeners who are not New Jersey, um, right after Election Day, which was Tuesday, uh, on November 8th, uh, that Thursday and Friday is Teachers Convention where Teachers are supposed to go to an annual convention and learn to do professional development, which we know majority of teachers don't go. Uh, mm -hmm. They use it as a nice uh, vacation. We toured college campuses. I told you we were getting that last week. Uh, and so we went up to, to Massachusetts area. And as we're going through, because we went and toured, and you gave me a great, great idea. You know, think about t-shirts, let the girls get t-shirts. Um, 
they were all looking for those kind of soft little t-shirts that you can wear and like. And so yeah. I think you're onto th- something. And we we did. Did they get one at each school? So we did not. We, we hit URI. Love the campus. But when the tour was over, it ended up back at the Welcome Center and the bookstore. Too far away. Too far. I remember that. I remember that tour. Yeah. So we uh, we got to Boston. The first thing we did is we went into the, the Boston Barnes & Noble. We bought something. So Michaela got her sweatpants. Bree got her sweatshirt. So we got that right away, knowing we were planning for that. Uh, then and uh, we went to Brandeis. And for those Brandeis alums out there who are listening, we saw it. We looked at the space. I, you know what? That didn't even come across. I have no idea. I don't have closed captions on. I don't even know what you said. They it didn't just, didn't make the cut. It, it, it's not even close. Uh, they, the they, Nathan money. The Nathan money will not be going to Brandeis. It, it, it is not. And she's not playing softball for Brandeis. So that 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 dream is over. Uh, but when we got to Northeastern, mm. right at the end, uh, we were going through the store, and it was like they were going through lots of stuff. It was uh, uh, Northeastern was a uh, wonderful experience. I mean, really. Um, if I could get paid for, for promoting them on bad of the dad, I'd be making millions right now. It so was, they're the tops right now on Michaela's right now, list. They are, they are the tops. What an amazing school. What an amazing, uh, experience. Uh, now what did she yeah. like about that one coach versus some of the other schools you saw in new England? So yeah, we should write a blog coach. We need to write a, a bad to the dad blog on our social yeah. media talking about what we liked and what we thought maybe it could be better at no, each listen, of the schools. No. So we were pleasantly surprised by URI. I mean, URI is going to definitely be a school we're going to we're going to apply to, and we're going to use that as a as a safe school. That's uh, just, you know, as I said, Brandeis, it's just off the board. It okay. just it, it just didn't make the cut. Uh, Bosch University was nice. It was more than we expected from a city school, uh, and I think it has a nice experience, and it was uh, nice. Uh, but we went to Northeastern. And I, it, Adam D, you know how you and I, in the work that we do, we talk about uh, engage, we talk about critical thinking, we talk about these kind of skills. This school is all about that. They have what is called the co-op. And part of your educational experience is you spend an entire semester in a professional job working uh, for the entire semester. So you're not even taking class. The credit you get is working in the professional world, in the world. And the thing is, they have relationships all over the world. It doesn't matter where you go. And uh, as we were, we were talking, and I know Perry and Michaela had conversations about this. It seems that right now, Michaela's interest is really kind of PR, publicist, managing either athletes or musicians, in particular female. And it yep. just so happens Northeastern Eastern has this great program. Uh, we walked around and on top of the fact, they are 100% committed, right? to four years of making sure that you're eligible to pay for college. Yep. So even if the tuition goes up, they're going to help offset the difference. Uh, so, cause sometimes schools get you in there that first year and help really offer a great program. And then years two, three, and four, now you're out there, you're, 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 you're hemorrhaging, you're mortgaging your house. Where in this situation, they said, no, this is what you get. You can continue getting it. That's the way it's going to be. So I was, we were, we were floored. Um, and as they were going through the bookstore, it was like Michaela's lit up. She, uh, they have a whole program, what she wants to do. I'm going to tell you a secret. All right. 
as can you make this one can you, can you make this one audible though coach this, this one's audible because don't brandice me don't brandice me I'm make this one audible. you but this one so she's posting on her instagram where she's going and she gets a message from one of her counselors from camp this summer who's at northeastern saying mm. wait a second you're at northeastern sitting here you didn't call me wtf where are you i want to come see you so we go through the tour we come up this kid comes from doing whatever he's doing comes over and sees her uh they call him sidey his nickname that's his nickname it's jonah i think sideman they, they call him side okay makes sense who when they were on their youth group at, at camp last summer he's one of the reason why she heard about northeastern and he took us on a little tour and as she, she's talking about her interests, he goes all that program does that's all they do it's music it's licensing it's everything about management athletes uh there's this and I have to admit, I think there was this great little conversation she had with him that was very, very um, nice as a father to watch. Nice Jewish boy as they sat there, talked, uh, and uh, hands down, it was like, Dad, I love the school. So right now, I mean, we still got the South. We're still going down to Maryland and Virginia and James Madison and Virginia Tech. You know, we're going to hit Penn State and Pitt, but... Um, as we segue by the t-shirts, but as she was going through feeling everything it was all the soft ones. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my circle back to the t-shirt piece. Wow. See, it all comes back to gear coach. Yeah. And it's all about gear. And I, and I did take your advice. I didn't buy anything. Just, we got stuff for Brianna because I'm sure whatever school she ends up on, mm -hmm. I'm going to be spending money, plenty, plenty of money getting my own gear. Yeah. That's, that's the role I had. I said, wherever you go, Perry, I will get t-shirt, sweatshirt cap yeah yeah but not until then yeah. it'll be the most expensive t-shirt sweatshirt oh, yeah. and cap oh, yeah. i'll ever you know to the tune of like forty thousand a year you know pending oh, no, no, no. financial that, that is that is far a far cry from the reality of what colleges yeah. cost. Uh, absolutely i think that uh that was uh 2017 prices yeah yeah well we can only we can only hope for a little more amelioration but coach um as you know Perry and I and you know, the family on certain occasions, we've been touring different schools. Yes. We just toured a school that she just got into. I know. It's so awesome. It's so for you. Temple University. Temple Owls. They played quite the uh the game just the other night. I was watching. They beat Villanova. Yeah. Go yeah, that was Nova. huge. That yeah. was huge. We were there that day. So went in with limited expectations because we had heard good things about the school, but had never been to the school. We knew it was a city campus. Of course, every time we say, hey, we're looking at Temple, we're visiting Temple, what's the first thing people who've never been there say? Ah, oh, oh, it's in, it's in yeah, the East Philadelphia. Oh, uh, the neighborhood's terrible. Ugh, ugh. And like the people that went there, like, this was the place for me. I had a yeah. fabulous experience. Don't worry, it's not that bad. Yes. And I have to tell you, we went there. If it's not Perry's first choice now, it is mine. Yeah, <laughs> And, you know, we always say, Coach, if we yeah. could do it all over, if I knew yeah. then what I know now, my goodness, I was so impressed with Temple. Let me first tell you what I was what I was impressed with. And this yeah. is, again, why we need to do bloggery. Yeah. You know how you have to sit and hear the spiel at the beginning about admissions and what it's going to take? I, I actually, I love that part. And the one at yeah. Northeastern, the guy was hysterical. And he told kids to chill out. You be you. Yeah. Don't worry. So, yes, I'm very familiar about that part. Yeah. 
this guy, his name was Jim, and he was an older fella. You know, usually they have somebody who's in oh admissions. All who's, these, I'm sorry. All these yeah. kids in the 30s, they're all millennials and millennials. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. This guy was yeah, maybe a, a touch older than me. Like you said, great presentation skills, funny. And he said what we've been saying all along out loud, mm-hmm. right? Here's what we're looking at. Your grades, your test scores, if you want to send them. Yes, yes. Say, if and we're going to... Yes, in quotations, air quotes. If, if you want to send them, but we look at the total student. And he yeah. said, you know, if you want to send your test scores in, send them in. If you don't want it, don't worry. Why? Because we feel like there's other ways to evaluate a student beyond a test that you're going to take for three hours on a Saturday. I did what you're just doing now. I almost yeah. stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Went woo woo woo, Arsenio style, because this guy was the man. I said absolutely. They also have a program like Northeastern called Fly in Four. Why fly? Because it's the Temple Owls. So they want you out of here in four years. Because if you're here lingering beyond the four years, that's not good for Temple's reputation. They haven't done their job. They haven't done their job. And even the CFO's like, please get out of here. If you're spending too much money, we don't want word getting out that you are going to be stuck here for for five years, unless, of course, it's like a five years master's well, program. Some schools had this fifth year for that major piece. Makes uh, sense, though. It makes complete sense. Uh, I'm with you. It was, uh, it seems to me, mm-hmm. and I sat there going, first of all, I'm a professor, you know, and I, and I, I'm a, I'm a union college. I, I'm a professor of sociology. Uh, I'm at Rutgers University uh, School of Social Work. I kept thinking to myself, if I had to do it again, I would have been a full-time professor 20 years ago working on campus because right now the way thing campus is, at least what I'm hearing, Adam D, life is changing for our college kids. And I think for the betterment, for our, they, they realize the power of the Zillennials, which our kids are, uh-huh. what they're doing, it's all about critical thinking, problem-solving skills, strategic planning. It is not so much worried about math, science, and writing. They're finding ways to engage kids at a whole different level which I just I was just floored about. I uh, my my head was exploding. So let me let me tell you about this happy accident. I'm actually fast forwarding much of the day because we did the tour. We yeah. saw the library. We yeah. saw, you know, some dorms. But here's what question. Us. Yeah, real quick, I, we'll get back to that. I don't understand why do they go to the library when the fact is there's no card catalog, there's no books on the shelf. What is the purpose of going to the library when all the books are online? I'm just. That's that maybe rhetorical, but please, if you want to offer feedback, if not, continue. Um, it comes down to one word: Starbucks. Starbucks. Every one of these libraries has a coffee shop. <laughs> I think they're trying to upsell the coffee shop more than they are the catalog of books. Yeah. And now, most of these libraries have this system where the higher you go in the library, right, the higher the level, the yeah. quieter it gets. Yeah. So I think they want parents yes, to yes. know that there's every, a quiet every, place. Every campus you went to, the higher you get. Yes. Yes. And then so many of these books, as you say, are digitized. So if you want, you know, they have like this robot that will go and fetch a physical book, but you can also find a book on PDF. Now, I can't read a book on PDF. I know a lot of people can do Kindle. I need a book. Yeah. I need because I need to flip through. We're old school. Yeah. We're old. That's my shit. Guys. We're we're old guys. We like to walk through the stacks only to get to the book section, realize the book's not there. Not, not there, but you know what? It's that thrill of adventure that I need. Yeah. So let me uh, get back to what I was saying before. So like Michaela, Perry is focused on sports management, 
And, you know, we have this feeling, I don't know if she'll say it, but she has this feeling uh, that he wants, she wants to elevate the profile of women in sports. So we're walking through the business school and I don't know why we did this. Maybe it was the gravitational pull. Maybe it was a voice inside our heads. We make a left instead of a right. It just so happens when we make the left, we get to the office of the sports and tourism management major. Okay. Okay. There are two people sitting in the dark in this office. And one of them says, hello. And we're like, are you talking to us or are you on the phone? No, no, we're talking to you. We saw you poke your head in, uh, but the lights go off in this office if there's not a lot of movement. So all of a sudden they move and the lights go on and we, we meet this guy, Jim, and we meet this woman, Amanda. And they are fabulous, fabulous salespeople for this program. Yeah. This whole program is designed to get you out of the classroom and working. In fact, um, on weekends, they have these these paid programs where you can go and either work concessions or the 50-50 at Phillies games or Eagles games, because again, this is Philadelphia. But like uh, the co-op at Northeastern, for one semester, you get 12 credits to get the hell off campus and work for a team. This Amanda told us there was this one girl she worked for the L.A. Rams last year. Yeah. Okay. The whole football season, she's working for the Rams. She got a Super Bowl ring. Yes, Super Bowl ring. Super Bowl ring, and now she's working for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So the intern is. for the Rams for a or co-op for them for a semester now got a ring with them. There and there are international opportunities. There was yeah. this one, uh, one guy I think that went to Australia and is working with a baseball team. Then the. the the National Baseball League in Australia. No, I mean, it was. This it is was what it's all about. At Northeastern, uh, they kept saying, "If the president has his way at Northeastern, every student would do an international experience at mm-hmm. some point in your college career." It, I think I was born too early. I think I needed to be born in this time, um, and I think that's part of the the learning process, which I think was, I think is going to transform the way we do things here in corporate America. I think the Zillennials our generation that's just going to fathom when the colleges, like I hear you're saying, are doing things because they get this, they get these students. There's no longer, you can't just sit in a classroom with 400 people just doing a lecture that these kids want engagement. They want opportunity. They want to, they want to see things and do things. They want to have hands on. And, and actually Perry was of course, texting with Michaela. They're going back and forth. I know. And, and you can feel the energy of Perry's comments going up that, at first, as you were kind of sitting back, okay, we'll take a look, whatever it is. And by the end, she's like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. This is incredible. Uh, so it is, uh, uh, I think what you're talking about is very real. And I think as a dad, right, I feel, and this was at all schools. Don't get me wrong. This was at every school we visit, even Brandeis uh, and URI and Boston. There's a There's a different thought process of how they're trying to engage students in the the critical thinking world for to giving our kids what they want um so i'm so excited so i guess temple uh, is an exciting place i know that i know that ucf is still is still up there that's the number one school um but i it sounds to me that that was a really smart trip for you to take with uh, with your family yeah yeah so we'll see uh, right now temple moved up the list but we'll keep our listeners posted hopefully listeners you find that this is an education for you especially as you're preparing your kids for their college decision making process and you know what 
Yes, coach. You have your finger up. I don't know I, if that finger is pointing for, at me. Or, and that's the right finger, by the way. That's that not the right. finger that, 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 that you use finger. when you're on the highways of New Jersey. If I had sat there, listen, we know the cost of college. Mm-hmm. I mean, these numbers are 50, 60. When a school is willing to offer you $30,000 of merit scholarship, right? You, you And that, that's 30000 That which is that means tuition is 60 or, or so, right? I kept thinking to myself, if I kept thinking about the total amount of dollars it was going to cost, I would have just been frozen. I would have just been, there's, I would have cried because yeah. we're, 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 we're middle class. We work hard we, and we, we fall in that category. Uh, but not once did I feel at any point that my kid was not going to be able to get to go to the college of her cho- choice because mm-hmm. of lack of financing. We'll not make, make it work. And yeah, I know that we're work. the middle class. We're, yeah. we're not rich, but we're not or enough. Yeah. And that's what it's come down to. Well, I tell you what, we've got a great guest who's going to provide a lot of value. Whether you're not rich or not poor enough, he certainly is able to find the right home for you, especially in the area where we live. His name is Adon Karen. He represents the Stan K Realty Group. He's also a phenomenal dad, and he also does the Spartan races. God, he's a, a physical specimen. We'll learn all about Adon Karen coming up right here on Bad to the Dad. Keep it here. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know, the North Jersey counties of Essex, Union, and Morris have become very popular because of their competitive school system, great parks, civic living, but the housing market has gotten red hot. So if you're planning on moving to these counties, you're going to want to have somebody on your side, a real strong advocate that knows the market and lives here too. And that is Idan Karen of the Stan K team, the top 1% of realtors in the area. You want to reach out to Adon? He is going to take care of you. You can contact him by phone at 516-730-4726, or you can find him on Instagram at Idon.Realtor. That's I-D-A-N dot Realtor on Instagram. Adon Karen from the Stan K team. You can't go wrong. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, we are the podcast celebrating dad, wherever dad may be, wherever dad may do. Social media, we know you're on it. We can find you and we know if you're liking. So like at Bad to the Dad, follow at Bad to the Dad. That is our handle on most social media platforms. Of course, our website is badtothedad.com, where you can learn a little bit more about your hosts, learn a little bit more about upcoming guests, and you can even download the podcast if you're not one of those Apple Podcasts or Spotify kind of people. That's perfectly fine if you want to download the podcast from badtothedad.com. Interact with your hosts. You have a question for us. You have a question for an upcoming guest. Come on, send us an email. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Once more, that email is contact us at badtothedad.com. Or of course, you can DM us from any of those social media platforms we especially like when we get messages on Instagram. Again, at bad to the dad is the handle on that account. And if you wanna learn about one of the top top 1% realtors in our area, 
Then, of course, the social media handle you're going to want to follow is at idan.realtor. So that's a little bit of a tease for our guest on season number eight, episode nine. And that, of course, is our good friend, realtor, and sponsor of Bad to the Dad, and that is Idan Karen. Hello, Idan, and welcome to Bad to the Dad. Welcome. Thank welcome. you, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on today. Now, Idan is such a hardworking guy. We're recording this on a Sunday night. He just finished a walkthrough with one of his clients, and he's in his car doing this interview. That is how hard this guy works in his craft. So, Idan, we appreciate the fact that you're just coming off of work and meeting with us to do this interview, which is a long-awaited interview. So, good stuff. Thank you, Idan. That's great. How, how did the walkthrough yeah. go? I, it was well. So, I'm actually representing the sellers, and uh, the buyer had bought their client over for a final walkthrough. And everything turned out great. So crossing my fingers, closing this tomorrow. We should be no mold. There's no mold. No mold. There's no mold. Yeah. yeah. Mold's a problem. Mold has shut There's down no more sales in real estate than I, I've ever heard about. But isn't it true that mold is everywhere and it's hard to just avoid? It's like everywhere within everybody's house, unless it's that's, seen, that's right? absolutely right. That's exactly right, Randy. So Mold is, is difficult to, to get rid of sometimes. Uh, anytime where you have a place that's um, that's very moist and it's not going to be dry enough, uh, you're going to eventually get a little bit of mold there. Even in your in your showers, I'm sure sometimes you get a that little mold. That black look along the bottom of oh, the yeah. shower is, is mold. A absolutely. I feel like I got to paint over everything just to, to, <laughs> to hide the mold. Paint over it, goes away. Yeah. So well, that that's my conventional wisdom, but then there's always some inspector who's got like the Ghostbusters device. Like he can find ectoplasm and he can find mold. And that's the one you have to always watch out for. So Idan, you know, we teed you up as a realtor. You're with the Stan K group. So tell us a little bit about the Stan K group and what differentiates them from some of the other mainstream realtors in, in the area. Sure. So um, let's just start, I guess, about how I joined the team. Uh, I started working uh, on the team about five years ago. Um, but uh, prior to that, I was actually in construction. I, I did construction management, property management. Um, and I did that for about five years prior to that. And I still have a construction company in Long Island with my brother, where we built houses out there. Um, but uh, as far as the Stan K team goes, I joined them about five years ago. Um, the reason I joined it is because um, I actually originally was playing uh, soccer with uh, Stan K, who I became very friendly with. And uh, he had a team of already about four people. He said, why don't you come in and, and join the team? You think you'd be great. And, and honestly, I wasn't so, so sure about it at first, but, uh, but I'm glad I made the decision. Um, they have a team that really focuses on anything within one hour of New York City. Um, they handle, uh, they have booths at uh, festivals twice a year uh, in Hoboken, which does generate a lot of buyers that come in. Um, we do a lot of lead generation. We buy territory through what people do through Zillow. Uh, so that's what realtors do. Sometimes they buy territory on Zillow. Uh, to get lead generation. Um, and we have a huge network. Uh, we have a huge uh, referral network of people that from all over New York, from New Jersey, from out of state that send us their clients as well. Uh, so that's just a little bit of, of what we do as far as uh, getting in buyers, um, as far as sellers and, and listings. Uh, we do a lot of mailing campaigns around town. Um, also a very big referral network. Uh, most of our our revenue is actually generated through Livingston and Milburn. Those really are two biggest towns, I would say. So, um, not, not, not as much as, yeah. Excuse uh, for the part of, part of me for the intrusion. The uh, how did you get involved with real estate? Is that something you said when you were younger? I want to grow up. I want to be a realtor. I mean, how did you get involved with that? 
Not at all. When I was younger, I said I wanted to grow up and actually be a kindergarten teacher. Really? <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yes. So I, I thought I would always be like, because I always loved working with kids. And I was, it always was, you know, nice and I enjoyed it and, and I really loved it. So I thought I would eventually become a kindergarten teacher or a first grade teacher. And then I figured out they really didn't make enough money. So, so I, had to, I, had to, I had to move on from that. Um, I actually got into hotel management first. I went to school for hotel restaurant management and minor casino management. In casino and then, management? Um, in casino management, yeah. Where'd you go to school? Johnson and Wales University in Providence. Okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Rhode Island or yeah. South Carolina? In Providence, Rhode Island. In Providence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great school. Weren't you that. there? You were there recently, right? I think, Adam? We, I think both of us were, you know, in the in the first segment of our show, we were talking about all of our college visits. And yeah, uh, yeah we actually stayed not far from Johnson and Wales when we stayed in Providence and visited the University of Rhode Island. So um, incredible campus, great, great place to go to school. I can totally see the attraction. You might've stayed at one of the hotels where I entered possibly. The graduate. They, they had, Johnson and Wales owned, owned a few hotels in the area. So we used to, we used to work as interns at the hotels. Wow. But a beautiful city otherwise. Um, and then after doing that for about 18 years, I got involved in a little bit of property management in New York City. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic happened, all of my clients that, that had conferences and meeting planning and, and uh, all that stuff that I was doing for about 15 to 18 years uh, kind of went kaput. I lost all my business. Um, everybody went to virtual meetings. And I ended up taking real estate full time. And that's kind of when I made the transition. Why Livingston and why that whole area? What is significant about that particular market? Top school. Uh, Livingston and Milburn specifically, always in the top 10 um, in New Jersey, as far as school districts go. And um, also, I have a lot of connections in Livingston. My wife was from Livingston. Her family still lives in Livingston. Um, I'm also involved in, uh, in Israel Bonds locally in New Jersey, which also is a lot of people around the area in Short Hills and Livingston area. So for me, it's a, certainly a lot of connections. It's a, it's a high average sale. As a realtor, you always want to focus on something that's a high average sale. And, um, and that's really how I got into mainly Livingston and, and Melbourne area. Mm, awesome. Now, it's funny you mentioned Israel Bonds. I want to get to, to that in just a bit. But I think a lot of our listeners who are tuning in, especially those thinking about offloading a house or buying a house, you know, interest rates have gone up pretty significantly. And I know that um, 7% is roughly what we're looking at, right, since, uh, since the Fed made right. their change in the last couple of months. So have you seen a slowdown in buying or because you're targeting Livingston and Milburn with their great civic activity and their great school systems, you're kind of bulletproof to that? That's a great question. Um, so the, the, the market has definitely slowed down uh, for sure. Uh, there are less sales right now. Um, there's also less buyer pool as well uh, because people started their schools. They don't want to move right now. And that's what typically happens uh, anywhere after September, October. Um, so we did we did get a little bit of a slowdown, but to to that point, if you find a house in a place like Milburn, in Livingston, in Westfield, in Summit, in any of the good top school districts, they're going to go pretty quickly if they are ready to move in, updated, and maintained well. Um, also, location matters. Uh, if you have a nice flat property versus a, a property that has a huge pitch on it, uh, for example. So all those things take into into factor as far as far as uh, selling your house quickly, but. Yeah, I would say Livingston and Melbourne, you have a house that's ready to move in there. They're getting sold pretty quickly. So we've done townhomes, okay? 
I'm I'm a proud townhome owner, and I remember when I tried to offload my townhome in 2010, couldn't do it. Too much inventory in the town that I live in, which is West Orange. And then over the last couple of years, townhomes started to move, and they moved at uh, a much higher price point. Townhomes, um, how are they doing? I'm asking selfishly, but I'm also just asking for others that might be living in one or might be wanting to buy one. Sure. Actually, the, the walkthrough that I just had was in a, a townhome in Livingston. Um, so townhouses, townhouses in general, you're not going to see um, large profits of townhouse, townhomes. Um, the biggest profit that you're going to see is probably the one that we just went through, that surge that we just had. Um, and now it's going to come down a little bit. But even in, in our community, in the community we live in in West Orange, prices are really uh, going up there. I mean, some of them have uh, hit high points that we've never seen before. Uh, which is which is right. pretty amazing. I don't expect it to stay. I expect it to come back down, um, but don't expect to make a lot of money off of a townhouse when you buy it. Yeah, but uh, townhomes yeah. are done so so important, right? Because I know in our development we have a lot of empty nesters. You have a lot of folks who lived in towns like Livingston, Milburn, Westfield, Randolph, other communities, and are coming into townhome communities. So they're taking all of that that cash, and you know some of these folks they bought their single family homes like back in the 70s. So they're making 100% or more, uh, far more off of the original price of their home. And they, you know, obviously want to reinvest, but they, they want something that's not quite an apartment, but not quite a single family home. So I can see how the the townhome could be pretty attractive. So there's still a demand for it, for sure. I um, mean, even in, in the neighborhood, I have two people that are I know already looking for houses just in my community, my townhouse community in West Orange. And, uh, and they're ready to buy right away. Uh, so I know it still gets pretty competitive with uh, the townhouses, especially when there's uh, no supply in those townhouse communities. You know, so Idan, as I listened to you, and, and, and of course, Adam's question was very personal, and I still think it's a good investment, Adam D. You may not get a lot of extra profit, but I still think it's a good investment. You're going you're gonna to make some, some bank off that. Uh, when someone comes to you, and as a sponsor, we appreciate that. What makes you, in your own words, we always brag about you every week. You hear about it every week. Uh, someone comes to you. What is it that you offer that's so unique to you, and why you offer so much that they may not be get, they may not get from another realtor? I uh, sure. So I think something that I, I do bring to the table is my experience, and uh, not just as a realtor, but in property management and construction management. Okay. So I understand how how to build a home. I built homes from the ground up, um, and I've been on site working at construction sites. Uh, so it's certainly something that I, I bring to the table uh, every single time I meet a client or go out with them or try to list a home and, and explain to them what to do and what not to do with the house. So we like to have a good time here on the show, as, as you know. Uh, we're going to, I want to ask you a question. You don't have to be, you know, no names, but it was there, have you had any kind of experience with a buyer or maybe a seller that was like, demanding or knowing that would be uh, a lighthearted, humorous opportunity to listen about what it was like on your end as a realtor dealing with one of those kind of, in air quotations, people. And and if not, Randy is happy to be your first one when he sells his house. <laughs> you know, I have to say that, uh, that I've been very lucky. Um, the people I worked with have actually been, been great. Uh, I really haven't had a lot of bad experiences. Um, I can tell you I had a kind of a funny experience, which I can share with you guys. Um, one time I was taking a, a buyer through through a house 
And uh, when we got into the garage, um, the seller of the home had planted a, a fake naked dummy that was hanging from like the top um, shelf. So it looked like they were just like watching over us and it was just a plastic naked dummy. And, uh, you know, we just kind of got in there and looked and we all laughed at each other and, and said, you know, we, we like these kind of people because they're making a, a light out of it. They're making, they're making fun out of just enjoying yourself and, and looking at the home. So, so I, I guess, I guess that, I mean, I that, 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 so that answers my question of what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a home that, that you were, were that you were selling. Is that, does that take the cake? Um, the, that's the weirdest thing that I probably ever seen in a home. Um, I know that uh, one of my colleagues uh, found a snake in the house once, uh, which was a little scary. On purpose? So that, that's you know, a snake on purpose? Snake or like a boa? Uh, it was a gardener snake. I believe it was a gardener snake, definitely not oh. a boa. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, they, things things do happen, and uh, sometimes you have to 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 be there as a realtor. Um, I had uh, an experience one time where I had an international client, and uh, they had to go back to Brazil. And uh, they gave me a call. And this was right after one week after they bought the house. And they're like, Idan, we, we have a problem with the house. Can you go check it out? There's something going on. And I got there and um, their boiler cracked. And their their whole basement was flooded for about almost like four or five inches. Okay. Um, so I had gotten in there. I stopped the water. I, I called the, the contractors right away. Um, and I had them come over um, and, and take care of the whole issue right away. And they were all the way in Brazil. Wow. Um, so, you know, these kind of things do happen. Um, but you have to be ready to take care of it. And to add to to something that I bring to the table is I had contractors on hand ready to go when something like that happened, when we had an emergency. So certainly something to, to look for. Full service. Full service. Well, I, I can picture it, Don, like going into the house, putting on his duck boots and bailing out the water in the basement. That just strikes me as the kind of guy that, that Don is. And, um, you know, we were learning about of course, Adon is uh, the realtor. We now want to learn about Adon, the person. A uh, little bit of a bridge question. You mentioned Israeli bonds and how it's been really good for your real estate business, but I think it's also been a great life experience. So you were recently in the Middle East, right? Touring some of those countries right. uh, by way of this Abraham Accords, con uh, I call it a contract, but you know this, this peace agreement that I know the state of Israel made with four other um, Arab, Arab countries. That's correct. Uh, we, we took a trip to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, and Israel. And, uh, and it was all in the support of the Abraham Accords. Uh, it was an amazing experience, very unique experience. Uh, almost felt like I was part of making a change in the world, which was pretty cool. Peace in the Middle East. Everybody, all the rappers yeah. say it, and now it's actually happening with the Don Karen and Israel Bond. So good well, stuff. Have you, guys ever, have you guys ever been to Israel? Yes, I have. Right yeah, I was yes. just there okay. five years ago for my daughter's bar mitzvah, and I've been to Dubai. And Dubai, Dubai is pretty amazing. I, I don't I'm know if it's Dubai. always going to that last. A, that's a bucket list for me. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's not the coolest place. place on earth, as in temperature, but it's a uh, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. It's becoming like the, the Singapore of the Middle East in many ways. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very cool. modernized, and, and a lot of construction going on still over there. Yeah, absolutely. So you must appreciate that as a construction guy yourself. You know, Don Karen is is our guest on Bad to the Dad. Of course, Don Karen of the Stan K team. You hear Don Karen's name in the Stan K team often on Bad to the Dad because Don and Stan K are a sponsor. Don, you're a family man. You got a couple of kids. We know you like spending time with your kids when you're not doing realty. What are some of the fun things you like to do with your wife 
and your kids? Uh, well, I, I actually am also a part coach. I coach my kids' soccer teams uh, on the weekends when, uh, when soccer season is around. We just finished our last game today, so it was very exciting. And um, we, we like to go out, to have fun, to enjoy different places. Um, you know, if we can go hiking whenever we have the opportunity, that, that would be great. Um, but we just went to Disney two weeks ago, or last week. Uh, so that was our first time with the kids at Disney, uh, which is a lot of fun, very exhausting, very tiring. Disney World um, but, or Disneyland? Uh, but certainly a lot of fun. Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World. Uh, yeah. And Disney you, World. So Disney World. Can so you did me? you did you hit uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal yeah. Kingdom? And what was your favorite part? We did Magic Kingdom, Hollywood, um, and we did Epcot. And uh, we we skipped over Animal Kingdom, um, but uh, Magic Kingdom was was very nice. Uh, we got to meet all the characters. We had uh, breakfast with uh, Mickey and Minnie and, and all that fun stuff. I think Hollywood was my favorite, for sure. Hmm. Hollywood had the, yeah. the new ride, the Galaxy ride. It was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Ooh. Ooh. And how old are yeah. your kids, yeah. you done? That was a very fun ride. Uh, my daughter just turned eight, and my, my son is five. Oh. Adam D, those are the years, uh, brother. I know. I know. What well, now it done? You're gonna have to sell a few more houses in order to pay for Disney. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, they just raised their prices yeah. too. Yeah, Disney is expensive. I mean, I, I saw people walking around with, with t-shirts that said this is the most expensive week of my life. <laughs> but the return is worth it. They laugh and giggle. Yeah, so, and lots of pictures and memories. Uh so so it was really great. That's you have so a great ride. I'm sorry. Your favorite ride. What was your favorite ride? Probably the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, also Splash Mountain. Probably one Splash one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. We love talking to Disney dads, like you know, dads that go there for the first time, or dads that are like uber knowledgeable about Disney. They keep going back over and over and over again, and they come back with hacks like how to save money, how to cheat the lines, when you should go and take your picture with Mickey, when you should take your picture with Dopey. All, all kinds of good stuff. So you're a um, you're a Disney World virgin with your family. So good for you. Yes, and you live well, to tell the tale. So awesome. Apparently, I, I was there when I was five years old or six years old or seven. Yeah. I don't remember, but I don't remember any of it. It was all, it was all like brand new to me. So he's he's a not only a, a Disney virgin as a parent, but he's a born again a Disney born person. Again. It, is, <laughs> yeah. it is quite a remarkable experience you went through. It's uh, I would love to take my girls back there. It's it is a magical place, but it's so freaking expensive. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. I mean, Great Adventure is right around the corner here, so that's a little easier. Yeah, I think Maybe there's a little bit of a difference in uh, the kind of uh, you know the shtick. I I would say that you know perhaps the clientele is a maybe a little more upscale at Disney, but hey, like you said, we've got something right in our backyard for for theme parks. Now, Don, we learned about you as the family man. Um, now we like to learn a little bit about you as the individual. I was um, doing a little bit of a Facebook stock. I mean, a Facebook research. And I saw that you recently did like the Spartan run. This is one of these yeah. ultra intense kind of marathon events where you're jumping and climbing and swimming and ducking and crawling through crap. Tell us a little bit about that experience. And is that something that you have done before? Uh, sure. So uh, my, my brother and one of our very close friends have been doing it for, for some years now. And, uh, and I joined them uh, last year. Um, uh, to do uh, with a three and a half mile 
and then um, a six and a half mile. Uh, I had to train for, for a little while for that. Um, I, I wouldn't just go in there without doing some training for sure. Um, it's uh, one of the hardest things that, that we had to do on that course was we had to carry a 60 pound bag on our shoulders um, and then climb up a hill uh, for about a half a mile. Something was like a quarter mile to about a half a mile. Uh, probably the, one of the hardest things I've ever done ever as far as exercise. Um, but, but it was rough. It was definitely rough. Um, and, but it was fun. Uh, once you get to that end, I, I could hardly even walk uh, at that race. Um, and my legs were cramping up for at least the last mile. So, so it, it became very difficult. But um, that feeling of success when you, you finish is, is just amazing. It truly, truly is amazing. When you say 60-pound bag, what is inside that? A 60-pound bag of ice? It's a bean bag. Oh. You know, it's the old days. Like yeah. I walked up and down, you know, 25 flights of stairs with 60 pounds of ice, but it was just what? It was just a beanbag. Beanbag, yeah. But we had to I carry would, a bucket I, of ice too. So I, I would like go with the bigger story. I would say bricks. I think about I think you say 60 <laughs> pounds of bricks. That sounds much more ominous than just 60 pounds of like feathers. Well, yeah. I mean, we had to crawl under barbed wire also. Uh, that was uh, a little bit nervous. I was a little nervous for that. They shock but, you. Uh, but certainly, no, no shocking. Do you think it done no, if if Spartans, actual Spartans from from Greece back in ancient times, came to see this? Would they say, "Whoa, I think you got the wrong idea. <laughs> I never had to climb under barbed wire or haul a, a duffel bag full of of beans." I can only imagine what I, they I would. Think. I would have to agree with that. I would have to totally agree with that. We just I stabbed people. people. We ran. We just ran ran against the enemy and stabbed them. That's a, that's a Spartan race. If you want to run for 50 miles and stab people, we can get behind that. I'm sure that's probably what they, what they would be thinking. I would agree with you for sure. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw people running in like suits. They, they, people just are crazy. They Suits? Like full suit. Yeah, full suit running through courses like that. So, Idan, one of the... Uh, so, as you know, as a, as, a, as a sponsor and obviously an avid listener of uh one of the top dad podcasts in the world uh we come to the part of our show where we ask for advice from dads we call dad advice uh you shared that you went on this great trip to to disney uh and uh into this part what kind of dad advice do you have for our dad listeners um the best dad advice i can give um you know being a parent in general is very difficult uh probably the hardest thing anybody does is being a parent to their kids um, but just show them as much love as you can. Uh, be there for them, support them, trying to tell them what to do, but but uh, let them make their own mistakes. It's good there stuff. Adon Karen, you know, we waited uh, nine episodes to have Adon on, and he didn't disappoint. And Adon, we want to give you an opportunity before we close out the interview to let our listeners know where they can find you as a realtor. So websites, social media postings, lay it on us. Sure. I think the best place would be either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it's the number one place where you can uh, stay up to date on, on any new listings that are coming out, on design ideas for houses, on trends, on statistics, anything you need to know about the real estate market. It's idan.realtor um, uh, at, at idan.realtor. Sorry, at idan.realtor for Instagram and for, for Facebook. Very good. And you can actually see testimonials from some of Idan's very, very satisfied clients. And they go into great detail about how Idan helped them. And then, you know, as we've been talking about how he's differentiated himself 
from other realtors. So Adon, thanks for everything you're doing for your clients. And thanks so much for being on Bad to the Dad. It was a joy having you on. Appreciate it, especially after a hard day's work today. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know that Bone Daddy logo that graces all of our social media accounts and some of our swag, too? That is the work of Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. Becky does a phenomenal job with graphic design. She knows her way around a website, but she does so much more. She's also a web strategist and can help your business, small, medium, or large, have a much stronger presence. She'll give you some great ideas as to how to get your brand in front of the eyeballs of your target audience. So visit Becky's Instagram site, at Berman Branding. You can also check out her website, www.bermanbranding.com. It's Berman Branding for all of your graphic design, web design, social media, and marketing strategies. Berman Branding. We are bad to the dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Want to thank our sponsors. Of course, you just heard a ton from one of them, and that is Idan Karen from the Stan K Realty team. Again, if you want to learn more about Idan and everything he can do for you, at Idan.Realtor on Instagram. Again, at Idan.Realtor on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, we love Becky Berman of Berman Branding, at Berman Branding, or Berman Branding can locate Becky and her fabulous team of marketing folks, PR folks, web design folks, and of course, graphic design folks, Berman Branding, responsible for the Bone Daddy logo of Bad to the Dad, which you can see on all of our social media platforms and all of our merch. And if you'd like merch, go to badtothedad.com and pick yourself up a t-shirt or sweatshirt. Of course, one of those fabulous winter hats. If you live in the Northeast like we do, you're going to be needing one of those winter hats very very soon. I'll sell you one for a mere $12. Coach, of course, want to thank you, Don, for being on. We've been uh, trying to get him on for a while, but he's a very busy man. And he gave us uh, some great, great information about being a dad and what the real realty market is like. Uh, challenging, challenging business, but learned a lot. And hopefully our listeners did too. No, it was nice. Uh, uh, very appreciative of his efforts to join us as a sponsor. And I got to tell you, it is a Interesting market. I think the work that he does, uh, I think I'd be biting my nails. Uh, and the thing is, you know, a 7% interest rate is not bad. It's well, just, they're going to keep going up. I mean, I've been know, reading a lot a lot yeah. of the business literature, and I think that's just the beginning. It wouldn't shock me if they're closer to 10% within six months. You know, and I, at one point, people are buying houses at 20 25%. You know, that was yeah. at some point in my life. You know, we've just got real spoiled, and I feel blessed to have locked in at a 3.5%, which is, you know, uh, we're not moving anytime soon, but it is, uh, uh, we live in interesting times, Adam D. We live in interesting times. That we do, that we do. Now, it's funny, Don brought up another one of his passions. We didn't really talk about it, and that's soccer. Yes. And then next week, of course, the the World Cup 
is coming up. Maybe we should have a soccer guest uh, next week. I know we have a few ideas to wrap up our season, season number eight and episode number 10. But, uh, you know, soccer is going to be on the tips of, of the tongues of many sports fans, even casual sports fans, because of the World Cup. You know, um, I, our, I, yeah, I, I, I think soccer is like this kind of sport where, yeah, I think I'm kind of I, I'm not a big soccer fan. I, I know I, it. I, I've gone to I've done work with the Philadelphia Union. I was down on their pitch. That is field for those that understand the uh, the equivalent. Uh, but I, I have I, I just don't see the excitement around. Oh my gosh, World Cup, World Cup. So I'm just not feeling it, Adam D. Just not. But the town that we live in, yeah, has some really good soccer teams at the high school. So the girls, I know, just lost a, uh, a sectional, I think, semifinal, yes, and the boys did. just lost. Was it a sectional championship uh, today? Oh no, it, was a, it was a state. It was a state championship. A game. state championship. Oh, they were, yeah. they were playing the state championship game. Uh, it was one-one tie. Uh, went into I guess overtime. They finished the overtime, and they ended in penalty kicks. Which I, I'm sorry, Adam D. I, I just the the I, I don't understand. I, mean, I guess as a as a viewer, maybe that's exciting. But a goalie, the pressure of a uh, hundred minutes, whatever long I guess it's forty five minute periods. So now yeah, about ninety minutes. Like, like forty five minutes, forty five minutes into the second half. Plus, I guess maybe what a twenty-minute overtime. So now you've played for you know two hundred minutes, and now it comes down to this this person playing goalie and penalty kicks. I just think there's got to be a better way because now, obviously, the team that gets the scores they win, which happened to the other team. But this poor kid, he's going to carry on this burden the rest of his life. He somehow let his team down. But he'll be the most resilient athlete probably in sports. And I'm like I, you, coach. I don't I, get I, it. I don't get So you've played your heart side. You've had 11 on 11. Yes. Right. For at, at minimum 90 minutes. And I know that sometimes have extra time and then you yes. have overtime and then you have penalty kicks and you're a goalie guarding a house. Yes. Right. It's not like hockey. And, yeah, where no, that's a the, big the, goal. That's a big hockey. Goal. The, the goal is the size of the goalie. Yes. So in soccer, there's like no extra padding and yeah. you're, and you're essentially trying to defend a house while a guy is kicking a ball at light speed, yes. like five feet away. I'm exaggerating, but it's, it seems like it's like that. But it, it, it's like, and, and I, I just, I think it's a, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I'm a sports fan, like, like with yep. baseball, you have extra innings. They, they try to speed the game up where you, every, each team gets a chance with a runner on second base, you mm-hmm. know, they make it, they make it even uh, to, to make it happen. But uh, our town, West Orange, very proud of the fact that uh, our girls' soccer team did well with the uh, the sectional they lost, but our, our boys' soccer team was there for the championship. Uh, I'm sure they're heartbroken, but um, I guess that's the time of year of soccer, uh, and I guess with FIFA and World Cup, I guess uh, we're going to see a lot of things happen in the next couple of weeks. I, 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 I'd rather watch uh, American football, um, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I'm a big fan, but uh, I guess – the world, the rest of the world loves regular uh, football uh, that we call soccer. Football. All right. So we'll break that down a little later on in our season, you know, with one episode to go. We'll take care of that next week. Coach, great breaking down our college visits. Good having it done on. And we'll do it all again one more time for one season more time. eight. Season eight. Yep. Awesome. So, dads, listeners, thanks for listening and have a great week.